I guess the first thing we have to know is what is a yoke? And most of you know, of course, a yoke is a large piece of wood that rested on the shoulders of the oxen. So there was an indentation and it rested on one shoulder, another indentation rested on another shoulder. So the oxen could plow the fields simultaneously. They were heavy. The first time I saw one in person was in one of these colonial villages down south, or maybe Virginia, and this gospel sort of came to mind. That's a yoke. So when Jesus was telling us to take his yoke on him, on our shoulders, he was basically saying, hey, I'm going through it. Take everything I've gone through upon your shoulders. And when you're doing that, I'll be with you. Even though it's heavy, it'll be light because I'm with you. Francis did that. He took the yoke of Jesus on his shoulders. There are so many stories about Francis of Assisi. I don't know which one is more impressive. Maybe the one I like the, the most is in Greccio, where he entered the little village on Christmas Eve and gathered people and had them enact the birth of Jesus with the ox and the lamb and, and all, the, all, all the shepherds that would have been there. And it was their vigil, their way of remembering Jesus and the birth of Jesus in very simple surroundings. And from Greccio, that notion of the nativity reenactment has continued down to today. Every year we in our parish put up a nativity set. Every Italian keeps that, that, that uh, tradition alive in their homes, not with real animals necessarily, but definitely with little figures. And, and we even call that in Italian presepio. A presepio is a presentation. And it's a presentation of that first day of the birth of Jesus that was pretty humble, but some of the presepi in Italy or even my home are, are ornate. Tradition comes back and we, we, we celebrated the birth of Jesus. But it was Greccio and St. Francis who gave us that notion, something that you and I do in our homes every year. Maybe it's the other impression of Francis that sticks to my mind when he went to Laverna a little bit outside of Assisi and he was so ardent in his prayer and so serious about this kind of a gospel taking the cross of Jesus upon himself and even reflecting Paul telling how important the cross was in Paul's life and in his prayer received the marks of Jesus' crucifixion on his hands, side, and his feet. Very much like Padre Pio and other saints who had that stigmata blessing through the centuries. But that was one of the major events in the life of Francis and his followers to open their eyes to realize this little guy, and he was little, his, his robes are in Assisi in a glass uh, frame. He was a short guy, but a very focused guy.
Maybe, maybe the story of Claire is one of my favorites. When Claire, his, you know, we don't say girlfriend, but a very good friend of his, who probably would have married him had he not converted from a soldier to a beggar. He went to war in Perugia, the city-states in Italy at that time were all at odds with each other. They were like, like little nations. So there was a lot of fighting, infighting. And it was also the time of the Crusades, by the way. And when he came back from his war in Perugia, he was very ill and hurt. And his parents brought him back to recovery. And in the course of that recovery, he changed. His whole focus changed from war and wealth. His parents were very wealthy. He was, his, his family name was Brandone, and they were cloth merchants, and they had imported a lot of cloth from the Holy Land through the Crusaders, and they were very wealthy. And one day he saw a man begging. Now he's wealthy, he's a soldier, a little bit of a narcissist, and he comes back and he's walking out of his own home and he sees a man begging and something snaps in him. And he not only gives him what he had in his pockets, but he runs to his father's warehouse and starts giving to the poor the cloth, the bolts of expensive cloth that the father had imported. When asked why he was doing this, he was saying, I had to, because that was Jesus begging, and I had to give Jesus what he needed. Maybe the story of his conversion is my favorite. There's so many. But Francis was so focused on his mission, and his mission was the opposite of what he was doing. It was poverty and love, love of the poor, when he heard, or he knew because of history, that the Crusaders were losing the battle in the Holy Land, he went, he walked, and took a boat to the Holy Land from Assisi. And that was no short journey. And he spoke to the Saracen leaders twice. He made two trips to the Holy Land to seek peace among the Crusaders and among the Saracens. It didn't work out. There were many crusades even after his, his lifetime. Eventually, eventually, his mission of Franciscan ministry took hold in the Holy Land. Now, he was, he was canonized only two years after his death because he was such a miraculous figure and so popular throughout Italy at that point that the Pope, Gregory, gave the Holy Land to the missionaries of the Franciscan order as custodians. So they were commissioned to take care of all of the shrines of Jesus, Jesus' life. And I've been to the Holy Land and the custody of the Franciscans is still there. And that was in the 1200s. So the Franciscan missions there take care of the holy places of Jesus. But how appropriate, he who bore the marks of Jesus on his body 
and in his prayer life, his successors are now custodians of the physical manifestations of where Jesus lived, died, and had his big experiences of life in the Holy Land, Terra Santa. So which story is more favorable? Which story is the most outstanding? The, the prayer of St. Francis, make me an instrument of your peace, and it goes on to reveal the heart and soul of his ministry, or his love of creation. That's why our Pope took that name. He's the patron of ecology, the earth, the water, the sun, the moon. Before he died, it was almost pantheistic. He prayed to brother sun and sister moon. He felt one with the family of creation. We think of Francis, now he's popular, now he's patron of the animals. I'll bless my dog when I get home tonight because I used to have the blessing of the animals at the chapel when I was in uh, Wayne. But I'll bless Santa Ana because she's one of the animals God gave us. And when you go home, give a little blessing to your pet. I don't care if it's a goldfish, an animal, or a babysat animal that you watch over. Thanking God for that beautiful element of creation. So we look at St. Francis in so many aspects, appreciating love, poverty, and creation. And we can't forget his love of the poor. He was so humble, and you know the story, that when he finally left his father's house and became an order of mendicants, beggars, he found shelter in a broken down chapel outside of Assisi on the hillside, San Damiano. And in San Damiano, it's a beautiful, and we call it the, the cross of San Damiano. You've seen it. it. Very, very many copies of it have been made through the years. He had a vision. And the vision is Jesus talking to him. And Jesus said, rebuild my church. Jesus could talk to any of us today and say the same thing because it started to be rebuilt. He rebuilt that physical church, San Damiano, but with his spirit of, of great spirituality, he began reforming and rebuilding the Catholic Church in the 14th century. At the end of his life, he was only 43 when he passed, he was blind. That's interesting because as we bless today all of you who come up after mass for the anointing of the sick one of you is blind so you're walking with saint francis in the darkness of the physical side of the world but in the holiness light of christ before he died his little monks gathered around him and he was in a little chapel it's preserved in assisi it's called and they put him on the bed and he said no lay me on the ground I want to die close to the earth and that's how he died they brought him to a cemetery but he had told his followers don't bury me in the cemetery 
bury me outside the walls of Assisi in the dumps. They did. And within a few years, the walls of Assisi were stretched out and built around that dump, and over his grave was built the Basilica of St. Francis of Assisi that still stands today. The Pope was there a few weeks ago for a special event. Francis of Assisi, a patron of the poor, the blind, the hungry, and those who follow Christ.